We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD, your buddy, here to go over a little bit about yesterday's slate, talk a little bit about today. So we're going to do something special today. You'll see. Do something a little bit special today since we, we do have an early slate and we do have a late slate. And the early slate kind of locks like right at the end of the show. So we'll talk a little, talk a little bit more about that early slate. But uh, you know me, I know. The people in the YouTube chat, you're my friends, you're my buddies. Hit that thumbs up button. Keep the apple juice cold. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if you're know, new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. I see you guys. Max Coach, Daniel Hutchins, Chandler Cannon, Card Fan, Matt Mears, Michael Langenfelter, and Music That's Good Yo. Music, that's that's probably not his last name. That's Good Yo. You figure if someone with the last name, that's Good Yo, they wouldn't, wouldn't name themselves Music, right? Music, that's good, yo. Okay, whatever. Hit that thumbs up button. Put your questions in the YouTube chat. Talk a little bit about last night. Last night was uh, what didn't didn't go well. <laughs> didn't go well when uh, when eighty percent of your exposure were to two pitchers that got uh, nearly negative points. Well, I mean, McCullers didn't get negative points on Fanduel. He got two points, but it might as well have been negative points. And then uh, also Plesak, and he got negative sixteen. So. Yes, I uh, went the complete opposite way on that game. And then Rodon pitches a no-hitter. A no Almost a perfect game. It's, they had to hit a guy at the end, like just grazed him. But yeah, so uh, so no, I, I did did not do very well, primarily because of pitching. The bats weren't that bad. I stacked against Morton with the Marlins. So I had some Chisholm. I had a bunch of that game. I had Chisholm, I, I mean, Duvall and Anderson and Aguiar and, you know, all those guys. And also plenty of Acuna. I mean, he was, he was, he was chalk. Uh, but then also, I mean, I played like, I played Plezak, but I also played the Indians. So of course, when Rodon no hits the Indians, Indian stacks, bye-bye, they go down. Uh, because I mean, a, a lot of, a lot of yesterday's slate was, it was primarily like the Braves and then just everyone was kind of equal, right? Cause we could even see here with the ownership on DraftKings. Now I'm talking about FanDuel, FanDuel, the Braves pricing is, uh, they, they need to bump some of these guys up. Uh, but even on DraftKings, you got Freeman and Acuna and Ozuna. I mean, look at this ownership. Like right here, Darno, 21%. So the Braves were chalk, okay? And really, they didn't get there, right? Uh, other than Acuna, like who did anything? Really nothing, right? Uh, the I had a bunch of the Rays. And of course, Lowe got there. I mean, the stack didn't get there. Uh, I guess the Dodgers a little, but they were a little expensive. Most people played two of these pitchers on DraftKings, Morton, May, and McCullers. On FanDuel, it was it was about the same. McCullers was like 20% owned. Morton was around 20% owned. May was 20%. It was kind of 
because you could fit anyone you want on FanDuel. I mean, the pricing was 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 soft. I'm surprised Wheeler was was that owned on on DraftKings. But I mean, like no pitchers really, other than Rodon, no pitchers really put up anything to write home about. Right? We take a look here. Arahara, no one played him. I, of course, I'm playing stacks against him. Right? Plezak minus fourteen. McCullers minus three. Morton got enough strikeouts to get to get there to get 15, but he could, that could have been nasty, right? David P. Oh yeah. Peterson did well, right? Peterson. That would be the, if you had Rodon Peterson lineup, yeah, you, you outscored, you outscored everyone at pitcher by, by like three times, but I mean, what 18% owned here, 3% on there. Not many lineups like that. We even take a look at some of these sharp players. I pulled up 150 maxers. Yeah. Some Peterson, right? Rodon. Some, I mean, nothing, nothing outrageous. I mean, most of the, most of the chalk, right? Some Plezak, but really on par. I mean, if anything, McCullers was under-owned at 32%. I expected McCullers to be like 45% owned on, on DraftKings. I expected him to be 40% owned on FanDuel. He was 20% owned on FanDuel. Doesn't matter, right? Those lineups are dead. I have lineups that look all good that they're like 40 points below first place and has McCullers two in there. It's like, okay, that's, that can't win. But really like the, the chalk, the chalk did, the chalk failed yesterday. Detroit beat up, beat up McCullers. The White Sox beat up Plezak. You mix those two together. You were, you were fine. But I mean, you could have gotten there a multitude of ways. You pretty much needed Acuna. So like a four, three, one, or not even a four, three. I don't, did any four man stacks really get there? The Tigers, may, maybe not even. Yeah, Chisholm, but not really anyone else. I mean, Aguiar got fourteen. McCann for the Mets. Dahl Castro. Yerman. I guess. I guess the White Sox. Madrigal thirteen. Robert twelve. Lurie Garcia thirteen. I mean, I guess you could have gotten there. Well, let's take a look at the top lineup over here. Just um, yeah. Just be, feel free. Pick one offs. Uh, let's see, Larry Odo's top lineup. So Miami stack. Miami, Atlanta, and Yerman Mar- uh, Mercedes. Rodon, Wheeler. You got this in with Acuna because you needed basically, ch- if you had Chisholm and Acuna, you were set. Chisholm, Acuna, and Rodon, you were pretty, you were good. So obviously that's the Miami stack and the Atlanta stack, right? It's a 5-2-1 here, right? So here you go, five Miami, two Atlanta, one White Sox. And with Morton being... 50% owned, like that Miami stack has, has extra leverage. It was only 6% owned, 6, 5, 5, 4, 9. Let's go down to dollar bill W. Here, Miami, 1, 2, 3, 4, Miami, 4, White Sox, 3, and Corey Seager. So here you go, 4, 3, 1 with Rodon and Peterson. There you go. That was the combo that you needed. But you see a lot, a lot of ones, a lot of ones. When you see, when you look at the top you know, like 20, and you see a lot of single bullets, that means a lot of the chalk failed, right? Because you take a look at some of these lineups and it's just a mess. One, two, three, a three, a three, two. Right, when no stack really goes off, like these lineups could win, right? You take a look at some of them. It's like Texas, one, two, three, and just a mess, mess of stuff. I guess it could get there. I mean, yeah, on, on, on slates when when a stack doesn't, does, there's no stack gets there. These kind of messy lineups going to show up to the top. But you see, you can see here with all these single bullets and two lineups and I'm, sharp players typically don't play like those messy lineups. They may play a 4-3-1, may even be a 3-3-2, depending on the size of the slate. But usually you're not going to see, you know, two, one, 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 two, you know, that type of crap. Taking a look in the YouTube chat. Michael Dompier says, is a chalk failed or stacks failed? Well, stacks failed. Yes. Like five man stacks. Yeah. On DraftKings, definitely. Four man stacks would be fine. But also the pitchers. I mean, pretty much. I mean, you had, you had a 40% on, I mean, you had, you had a 50% on pitcher only get 15. A 41% on pitcher get 12. A 32% on pitcher get negative points. Ozuna was 25% on with a zero, right? Chalk catcher zero. So yeah, the chalk, I mean, the chalk stack failed, but you still needed Acuna. So it wasn't just the Braves. Like I said, the key, the key players were Acuna and Rodon and Chisholm, I guess. 
If you had those three, you had a chance to win. But like no stacked, even the White Sox didn't. The stack really didn't get there as a five man. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, but if you play the, if you play 200 slates a year, like it doesn't mean that I, I'm going to go and I'm going to build, I'm going to build lineups that I just have a mess. Like look at this lineup. What Coral? There's nothing here. One White Sox, two Atlanta, one Texas, two Detroit, a Houston guy. Zach McKinstry is a one-off. I mean, just feel free to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks, but there's no, there's no correlation here. There's no nothing. You have to run perfect, and you ran perfect by having – you didn't even have just Chisholm in here. As long as you, as long as you had Acuna and, like, these two – I mean, Peterson at 3%, Yerman at 3%, that's all you needed. Charlie Cumberson is a one-off. I mean, just – yes, it won last night, Yes. But what do you learn from this? Nothing. You learn you just press, you close your eyes and yeah, there are plenty of people that build lineups like this. Half the field looks like this. But from an overall perspective, you play this out 10,000 times, this lineup is a loser. This lineup loses money. This is the one out of 10,000 time, whatever, that it wins. And it could have been any of these lineups, any of these messy lineups. That's why, that's why I always talk about don't learn from like who the top lineup. Learn from good players. That's why I look at players. I look at the DFS players, not not the single bullet that you know someone ran purer than the moon, they're hotter than the sun, banged their head against the keyboard and, and won fifty thousand. Yeah, there needs to be luck involved in this game. If there was no luck, then no one would play. Only sharp players would win, and then everyone would go broke, and then that's it. So that's what happens. Ronald Coley. I don't see how people can get that lucky with playing a one-off lineup. Just how people get lucky playing the lottery. But you see, you notice it's not the same people. Like who's Virgil 03? I don't know. Maybe he's in the chat. Hi, how you doing? Good luck. It's not the same people. It's, it's if you see these lineups, these messy lineups, and it's like the same person winning like seven GPPs over the course of a season, then then we could look and go, okay, did, did they find something that no one has noticed? Where's their edge? The likelihood of them winning seven GPPs. Okay, now we'll chalk it up to maybe maybe something's going on here. But it's always different people. It's always different single bullet people and whatever. These, these these are the users that fill our contest. And if they didn't get lucky every so often, we wouldn't have contests to play. Michael Lignelfetter says, uh, wouldn't Acuna as a one-off on this slate most likely be a negative EV decision at 25% since Braves were highest owned and more likely stack will go off? Thought and when it be, may be okay. It's always, it's always okay. He's also the highest projected player. It doesn't mean you don't play him. Like you, like I've said this in the RG Discord all the time. You're thinking too linearly. You're thinking of black and white. There's no black and whites in DFS. Maybe don't play guys that are out. Like that's a black and white. Guy has no chance of playing. You're thinking too linearly. I had plenty of lineups with, with the CUNY as a one-off. Of course, they're, they were in my Tigers leverage stack. Right? I mean, like... I was playing a bunch of McCullers, but I also played like I, out of my hundred lineups, I think I played five Tiger stacks. Acuna is the highest projected player. Yes, he's also over owned. Yes, I get it, but he's also the highest projected player and expensive. The Tiger stack on on the FanDuel yesterday is cheap. So if I'm playing a Tiger stack and I'm not playing McCullers and I'm playing uh, Plezak in that spot, of course this lineup ends up being horrible. So I already I'm, I have Tigers. I'm not paying for the, I'm not playing for a brave stack. So I don't have Freeman in there. So like, where am I going? What am I doing? I've, 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 please act where I've may in that lineup. Okay. So I'm still paying a pitcher. Maybe have Tampa Bay. Maybe, maybe I have that. I have a Detroit Tampa Bay lineup. So I have Candelario and Grossman and those scope or something. I play Brandon Lowe. I play, I, I pay, I'm able to pay for Austin Meadows at 3,700. And now I'm in my utility spot. You know how much money I have left over? 5,500. What am I supposed to do? What's the, I still leave a thousand on the table and I'm still playing Acuna. Well, Acuna is so expensive. It's so uh, well high owned. Isn't that negative EV? Not in that lineup. I'm playing a 2% owned stack. So what, who do I prioritize? If I'm already, I already have all the leverage. Why don't I just play the highest rejected guy in that lineup? There, done. You could play Acuna you could, as a one-off. In that lineup. Now, if you were going to play uh, on DraftKings, if you were going to play, uh, let's see, what other own stack? Maybe the Astros, 
if you're playing like Morton May, if you're playing a an, a, a a large field tournament and not playing a Brave stack, leave your outfield spots and maybe maybe play Mookie Betts. What was Betts's ownership? Ten percent. Your bets would have been better as a one-off in that type of lineup, an already chalky-ish lineup. You're you're not playing a Brave stack, but you're playing. I mean, you're playing a Dodgers stack. Oh, there you go. Play a Dodgers stack. You're playing. Maybe play Dansby Swanson as a one-off, and while well, you're probably playing Seager there. Which I'm trying to take a look down. Yeah, Mookie at ten percent. That's pretty good. But if you're playing a Brave stack, also you're going to be chalk as hell. Also, right? If you're playing Freeman, Acuna, Azuna, Darno, Albies. Like, you're super-duper chalk for the stack, because most likely they're going to all be owned together. But if you're going to play Austin Riley, if you're going to play Dansby Swanson, or you're going to play the Brave stack without a, with, without Acuna, okay, I don't know about that. But there are ways to do it. It's not, it's like, oh, this play, you're still thinking in terms of players and not lineups. He could personally be, if Acuna was 97% owned yesterday on FanDuel, oh, you can't play him at all. No, well, you can play him in lineups when you need the points. I wouldn't play him in lineups that I already have uh, the 200% ownership in. Yeah, okay, then you don't play him. You're playing, if you look at your cumulative ownership and it's 20% total, because you're playing seven, seven, 3% on guys. Who's the guy in your utility spot? Just plug in the highest projected guy. Who cares how long they are? You're going to win regardless. If that, if those, those that, that cheap stack and you know the low stack comes in, you're going to regret. You're going to look. Why didn't I just play Acuna in that spot? He's the, he was the best projected player. Who cares that he was 30-plus percent up? Okay, people are talking about LaMarcus Aldridge is retired. Okay. Is he going to play baseball? Is he playing baseball today? Then I don't care. <laughs> what does it matter? If there's no slate, who cares? Let him retire. What was, it, what was he doing on the Nets anyway? Not much. Chandler Cannon asks, if 50 to 75% of the field doesn't stack, it's not that high. It's not 75%, maybe half. Doesn't It depends on what you consider to be stacking. How much of the field, like maybe 75% of the field doesn't like five-man stack on DK, but they could four-man stack. There's three-man stacks. There's a, it's, stacking in and of itself is, 3-3-2 three, three, is still stacking. 4-3-1 is still stacking. It doesn't have to be 5-3. It doesn't have to be 5-3 to be how many people do it. How would the players from a stack most likely be owned together? The higher. How much so? I don't know. That's why I've said before. That's why you can't go by individual player ownership and like multiply those numbers together. Because we take a look here. So in, for instance, yesterday, I don't have the CSV, so I can't even, I can't even do an Excel. I could if I, if, if I prepared, prepared this. Uh, by the way, I think Roth is, is saying that he thinks that uh, New York is good, that the Mets game is going to play. Just to let you know, we'll be talking. We'll be talking about that early slate. Well, for Fanduel, the Mets game isn't on the Fanduel slate. But Roth says, "I don't have any brilliant realizations or conclusions in New York. It's going to be wet for sure. But whether they try to play through light rain, wait it out, or call it off entirely, I can't say. I know it's not safe. That's about all." Although he says, "I think trying to play it as scheduled would be foolish, think, and could cost them a degrum start. So I doubt they do that. So maybe what he." So does, does it mean that they're more likely to postpone because the Grum is starting? Because they wouldn't want to play and only have him pitch three innings? Is that is that what that means? I don't know. But getting back to the point of like, how do you determine like how how these players are going to be in how many how much ownership is the players going to have in the lineup? Because if we take we did if we did multiply them together, so let's say we take Freddie Freeman. I'm going to pull up my you can't see it on my screen, so I'm going to do point two eight. You don't have to get into the point whatevers. So Freddie Freeman is 0.28. Ronald Acuna is 0.26. Marcelo Zuna is 0.25. We're getting, we're down, we're down to 1.8% of lineups. I guarantee you those three guys are in more than 1.8% of lineups. All three together. Mathematically, if they were not, if no correlation mattered, you'd have to figure that a 28 that something that's 28% times 26% times 25% would equal 1.8%. But people correlate in MLB. So yeah, maybe maybe some of Acuña, some of Freeman and some of Ozuna's ownership is as one-offs. We have to figure it, at least half is together. So when you see 28, 26, 25, 
like 14, maybe 14, 15% of this is all three of them together. And maybe 7% is two out of the three together. And then the other like five to 7% is them as one-offs in other lineups. But if you did the multiplication, you go, oh, 1.8%. Oh, okay. That's pretty low. These three guys together, even though they're the three highest owned batters. Yeah, from the same team. They're not going to be 1.8% owned together. You add Travis Darno as the catcher, you're down to under a percent. Oh, I can play this stack. Under 1% of lineups will have this, these four players. Then then you look and you see that 12% of lineups have all four players in. How did that happen? It's because it's baseball and people stack. So they're correlated to one another. Uh, do projections account for seven inning games? They should. I know the bat does. Right, because we have the Seattle-Baltimore game that's only seven innings for the first first game of the doubleheader. Typically, that means you don't rostering batters. They're going to obviously lose plate appearance expectation, especially the home team, right? Because the home team's up. They only play six innings. They only bat for six innings. That's two-thirds of a game. It also means they'll be lower owned, so you never know. You, you, take, you never know what could happen. They're going to be lower owned. They're also going to project lower because there's going to be less plate appearances. Do we even have all the starting lineups for for this early slate? I'm looking on FanDuel. FanDuel, we only have four games. No, we don't even have we don't have the Indians because oh, that's a two o'clock game, so that may not come in for another thirty minutes, an hour and a half. What? So we don't have the Indians White Sox game, but we have the Red Sox Twins game. Anything interesting? Okay, Garver's out. Estadio's in. Jeffers is in. Anyone who's out of the lineup? Cruz is in. Yeah, most of Buxton. Buxton's not in. Okay, there we go. Then we got a normal, I think normal line. No J.D. Martinez. Arroyo's batting sixth. Okay. The Seattle-Baltimore game is not on FanDuel. The Phillies-Mets game is not on FanDuel either. Okay, so they have, they have a four-game slate. DK has a six-game slate. And the sixth game, the two other games, are the game that's a seven-inning game and the game that could be rained out. Could be. Do they play this game? I don't know. They put out lineups. One tip for you, uh, a lot of people don't realize, you should. It makes sense. If you're going to take a shot on on a potential postponed game, a lot of times, if you're going to take it, make sure that you're just playing stacks, okay? So understand, understand the reasoning why. If you're playing multiple lineups, for instance. So let's say you're playing 50 lineups, and you're like, like, I'm not even talking about the pitchers, because the pitchers, you take a shot or you don't take it. It's one, it's one spot in your lineup. But let's say you're like, I want to take a shot on the Mets against Eflin. Let's say you, you decide, I want to take a shot. And you take a look and you're like, well, these, are, these aren't the real prices. These are like showdown prices. Like, there's no way Brandon Nimbus 7K on FanDuel, right? They must have imported the showdown prices. Uh, but let's say... Like you want, you want to, I'll take a shot on these Mets. So you include them in your pool and you build 20 lineups. Well, if the game gets rained out, if it gets postponed, if it's done, like all these guys are getting zeros. So now if you want, if out of your 20 lineups, let's say you want to build three, let's just say you wanted to build three, 15%. And I'm going to stack four guys on FanDuel or five guys on DraftKings. So you do that. What's the worst case scenario? It gets postponed. All these guys get zeros. That lineup is just dead. Just dead. You have five guys with zeros in there, which is fine. What's the best case scenario? The game plays. The Mets score 10 runs, and you have now have a low-owned because people are like, I can't play the potential postpone game. And there you go. You can win a bunch. Now, let's, let's, let's say if you have these. Now, what happens if you include these guys as one-offs? I'm going to stack the Braves, but have a Michael Conforto one-off. Well, the game gets postponed. Now, that lineup is dead. I mean, maybe not dead, dead. I mean, you could possibly win with a zero in baseball. But you're putting putting potential zeros in other lineups. So let's say you have 20 lineups. It's quite possible if this game gets postponed, all your lineups are dead. Because it turns out you have Dom Smith in this lineup, and you have Nimmo in that lineup. You have Lindor as a one-off in six other lineups. You have him stacked in these three lineups, but also a one-off in six other lineups. So if you're going to take shots on these games, if, if, unless unless you like really embracing variants, we're just like, screw it. I don't mind if all my lineups get, get infected by the postponed game. If you wanted to take a shot, take a shot in stacks. 
Well, you don't have to take a shot at all. You could just X the game out and just say, screw it. I'm not even going to bother. Okay, that's fine. That's what that's what a lot of people will do. But if you're like, I want to take a shot on this, I want to take a shot on the Mets. That's why you use uh, lineup HQ. You go to the Mets, right? You're on DraftKings. You set a stack percentage and you just click the uh, only in stacks button on all of them. Say, I only want them in stacks. All of them. So I don't want any one-offs anywhere. There you go. You're done. Set your Mets to 15% and there you go. You'll build 15% stacks and Mets won't be in any any other lineup of yours. So you could do that for, for any potential, you know, rain, postponement, people are getting scared, late start, you know. And you want to play bats. And you want to limit the damage to other lineups. You're playing 100 lineups and you end up with, with a one-off Met in half your lineups. I mean, it's going to kill you. Or it could be great. Oh, then the Mets play and Pete Alonso has three home runs and he's in half your lineups. Okay, yeah, I guess I guess that could work out. Ronald Coley says Tim Anderson returns for the White Sox today. Yeah, you're right. Oh, here, here's the lineup. We got the White Sox. Anderson, Eaton, Abreu, Moncada, Mercedes, Grandal, Robert, Vaughn, Madrigal. That's a pretty pretty strong lineup, man. Pretty strong. Mercedes batting above, batting in front of Grandel. This guy was in the minor leagues for like nine years. He comes up all of a sudden. He's all of a sudden he's an all star. What's going on with this guy? Roth is updating. If you want to follow Roth on Twitter, Kevin Roth WX, he's giving the updates on the the Mets situation. Roth says right now we're filling in rain farther north, so almost definitely headed for a delay in some capacity for the Mets. Does that make Degrom safe? No, an ingrain in delay would still be possible, though unlikely, and there's some postponement risk as well. Yeah, because we don't have we don't have crunch time before the early slate today. So this is this, this is the de facto, this is the de facto crunch time. Seattle Baltimore total down to seven. Is this the rain out? No. The reason why the Seattle Baltimore total is low is because it's only a seven inning game. It's the first game of the doubleheader. It's only available on DraftKings. Okay. So what are we gonna do right now? Okay, uh I have 50 lineups reserved. Reserved. I have a dummy lineup in on FanDuel. I'm going to refresh some of this stuff. Let's see. We typically don't get ownership for the, the, the first slate. I don't believe. Okay. No, we don't. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to build. I'm going to build my 50 lineups in front of you. Is that cool? Set it down to 50. Okay. Unique players too. Well, I'm actually going to put bump it up to 300 with no stacks and just run it. Just run it because we have no ownership. So I want to see. I want to see what shows up in things. Normally, I wouldn't have to do this because we would have projected ownership, but I wanted to look. I want to see. I'm using the bad X projection, by the way. Josh Hunter asks, do you primarily use groups as a way to mitigate using two high smash high on stacks together? No. More likely no leverage over field unless getting different at starting pitcher. Right. I don't need to. I rarely ever use groups in lineup HQ for MLB. You could accomplish what you want in different in a different way. So I'm just about building 300 lineups now. Just no stacks, no nothing. There's no correlation. I just want to see who, who who's going to project well, who's going to show up. Remember, we're playing the four game. This is the four game FanDuel slate. So not the six-game DraftKings slate. I already have I have 50 lineups in. Being that the what the slate starts at 1220, I'm gonna I'm just gonna build. I'm just gonna do and I'm gonna play the lineup that I show you on the show. People ask about that stuff. Oh, what's your process this? So much I've last Friday I did a run through, did kind of an example type of thing. Well, I'm just showing you this now. Why not? People want to know. And then once you see it, you'll be like, well, why can't anyone do this? You're right. Why can't anyone do this? Okay, 300 liners. We got tons of, yeah, I knew. The Braves, Abreu. Basically the Braves, some Marlins, but the bat always loves the Marlins a little too much. The Twins. Yeah, the Twins will be, be somewhat chalky, right? Take a look at this. Take a look pitcher. Get a ton of Lance Lynn, of course. Okay, Lance Lynn, Rayu, Marte, Machado. I say Minnesota comes in second, right? So it'd be Braves, Minnesota, 
White Sox. Then Marlins, I guess. Okay. The Pirates barely come up at all. Now, I'm only doing this because I don't I don't see ownership. I don't have any ownership projections. So I just have to, I'm just building 300 and seeing what shows up. Just seeing what, what players tend to show up. Not much Cleveland, but that's rightfully so because Lynn, Lynn is going to be chalky. People still play Paddock at 7,000, but it, it, you almost don't need to on, draft, on, on FanDuel. So I'm just getting a sense. Okay. So what I'm going to do now, which I normally wouldn't have to do because we'll have ownership, is to fill out the ownership. Not uh, fill out the ownership, not this is not to be accurate, just to have a number there. And you'll see why. Okay. So I'm going to go through the teams. I'm going to go, okay, let's let, go by the order. Go by the the point per dollar and fill out ownership. This is on this is on FanDuel, so I'm going to expect Ozuna to be fifty, like somewhere around here. I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just filling it in. Freeman forty doesn't really matter what the number is. Riley will be ten, ten. Just give the give all these guys ten. I can't even I can't even change this. Come on. One, five. Alan Jackson will be like three. Albies, like 20. Heredi will be maybe five. Let's do that. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just filling in. I'm just filling in stuff. Just so we have numbers there. Point per dollar over there. I don't expect, I don't think the Marlins to be that owned. Maybe Marte, 10. Aguiar, 10. Cooper will get a little bit more ownership. Birdie, not really much at all. Three. Wallach will get like nothing practically. Chisholm, ah, with the lefty, whatever. He'll end up with 10 shortstops, second base. He's eligible at places. Dickerson, let's put him at 10. Just to give, just okay. There's stuff there. San Diego. Let's go to San Diego. Okay. Get 10. Let's look at the order. Grissom, 10. Profar, he's second base outfielder. Probably Grissom's like eight more likely. 12, Cronenworth, 12, Machado, 15. Osmer, yeah, 10. This guy will be like barely owned. Third base, give him three. Camposano, two or something. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is barely going to be owned, right? Other than what? Gonzalez, Newman, maybe Newman a little. Maybe give him seven. So it's a four-game slate. Five, five. Moran will be a little bit owned, so that's eight. This guy will be like, eh, just put five, five, two, two. Okay, going. we're just going through. Boston. Well, Minnesota is going to be owned. Right, Arias, be a lot of Polanco maybe. So I'm going to put Polanco at 20, Arias at 10, Cruz 20, Kepler 20, Estadio 10, Sano 10, Cave 5, maybe even 8, Jeffers 2, JT Riddle 2. Boston, they'll be owned somewhat. 10, 10, we just keep on, let's go, let's keep on doing this. You'll see why. I'll get 15. Devers, yeah, both Devers and Bogarts will be on at, at weaker positions. Vasquez, 8. Arroyo, 6. Renfro, 10. Cordero, 4. Dahlbeck, just put Dahlbeck, 4. That's good. Good enough. And we got Cleveland against Lynn, so they'll be lower owned. So Gamel, eh, we'll still get some leading off a four second base. Let's put him six. Jose Ramirez, put him at, he's a third, it's a four game slate. So put him at eight. Put eight. Franmill, four. Josh Naylor, four. Bowers, two. Perez, one. Jimenez, eh, seconds short. So put him at two. Put him at th- eh, two. Yeah, there we go. And then we go to the White Sox. Anderson's back. Let's put him at 
10. I don't even know what they add up to. Adam Eaton's 3,700. Still, still, let's still get to like 7% ownership or something. The White Sox stack. Abreu is going to be super chalks at 30. Moncada, 20. Mercedes, 10. Grandal, 10. Robert, 10. Just to get numbers in here. Maybe Andrew Vaughn, not even five. Nick Madrigal, five. Okay, so we got numbers. We got numbers. Just get the sense of what I think like the ownership's going to be in relation to one another. Okay? Looking back in the YouTube chat after after doing all that, am I playing any DraftKings tournaments this year? I have not played any DK GPPs yet. It's hard for me to play on numerous sites at once with multiple contests and everything. Eventually, I will. I've been focusing on FanDuel GPPs. I think FanDuel has a softer user base. Okay, so now I filled out all of that. Okay, just so I have ownership. I get a sense of like, I'll, I'll need these numbers to judge my lineups with one another. So I got my build rules. I'm going to put my build rules back down to 50. I'm already starting with two unique players. So I went some diversity. 34,000 minimum salary. Starting with, I have no no other settings, no other nothing. Okay, so based on this ownership, right? I'm gonna go look. Okay, it's a small slate. You got Minnesota with the highest implied team total. I mean, this may not be the highest scoring of slates, and it may not be one where stacks win. I still want to correlate though, so I think I'm still. I look at these three types of stacks. We have uh, news that the Phillies-Mets game will be delayed currently. It's delayed. That doesn't mean postponed. It just means delayed. Okay. So maybe, do I even play four twos? Maybe even today? Do I play four twos, maybe? Maybe I do. It's only four games. So the likelihood of one of these teams putting up like 10 runs goes lower. Because there's less teams to choose from. So maybe I don't even, do I play four twos? Yeah, maybe I do. Now let's 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 make it four fours, four threes, and three threes. So what I'm gonna do right now is I'm just gonna set them equal to one another. I want the top whatever. Just fill it up. Okay. Now I'm thinking in terms of the the chalk is gonna be Atlanta and it's gonna be Minnesota. Okay, so now I have to set what I want. Okay. Lynn is gonna be popular. So now I'm trying to strategize where the leverage is. Typically you'd get these in here. I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to just manually kind of just judge it, but that's that's what DFS players have to do. They have to judge it. So I'm going to go to the stack projection page. This is from the bat. Now this is for everyone on the sl- on today. So I'm just trying to look at highest ceiling, ceiling point per dollar, especially. Obviously Braves. We take the 12-20 game. Then we have the Padres, Padres, then the White Sox, then the Marlins, then the White Sox. I think the Marlins are going to come in under own because they normally do. People roster Ian Anderson. The Padres will get some ownership, but I think they'll be third on the list because they're playing in Pittsburgh. So I'm just looking down here. Who's like the Indians? The tw- See, the Twins actually are coming in in the bat projections quite low as a stack. Yet I think they're going to be owned. Same for the Red Sox. So the Red Sox... Let's see, the Red Sox, White Sox, the White Sox are okay. So they're up here. But still, it seems like the Red Sox and the Twins are, are actually underneath Lance Lynn pitching against the Indians. So you know what that tells me? That tells me the Twins and the Red Sox uh, be under on. So now I'm going to go to here. Doesn't mean I don't play the Red Sox and the Twins, right? Maybe I start them off at four. Red Sox and the Twins. Okay. Now, where the, where the, the, the Pirates must be low, low, right? They're low, but they're going to give you a lot of leverage. I mean, not many people are playing Paddock. You have Pirates there. Still the Braves. I want to be under on the Braves. I don't mind them as like the one-offs. So I want to be under due to leverage. There, just start them off at, at fours. I always make even numbers. Okay. Maybe I want a bunch the White Sox, the Marl. I want a bunch of the Marlins against Anderson, the Padres against Keller, the White Sox against Savali, like that. 
Do I want any of Cleveland or Pittsburgh? Let's put, put, put them the lowest and bump these up to sixes. Sixes, sixes. What are we up to? 56, right. Okay. We can do a lot more. So I'm basically I'm playing the Marlins, the Padres, the White Sox going under. Still need plenty more. Let's see. Go up to eight. Go up to just do 20%. It's not really 20%. It's really 40% because getting secondary stacks also. So Marlins, Padres, Marlins, Padres, White Sox. I'm only playing 50 lineups. So you get get there. I mean, Atlanta just projects well. We bump them up a little. Boston, Minnesota, I'll be under on. We get Atlanta up to 10. So I'm still going to be way under. I'm only going to have 20% of them. Uh, The Indians lineup is in. Rosario is leading off. Okay, that's going to change something. Hedges is in that lineup. So how does that change? Let's see. So instead of Gamel, so Gamel's not in the lineup. Perez isn't in the lineup. So it's Hedges, Naylor, everyone else is the same. So it's Rosario leading off. Okay. And you have to reload that when we do it. Okay. Same here. Got 90%. Bump this up to 22, 22. These are my primary teams I'm going for. 96. 24, 24, 24, 24. A lot of times I want to get a little bit above 100% to give lineup HQ the ability to like make what it wants to make. Okay. By the way, update on uh, the weather in, in, in New York. The Mets with a late start. Roth says uh, in an earlier tweet that helps the grump some, avoids the immediate trouble, but it doesn't make it safe. There's still a lower-end postponement threat and a chance for a later in-game delay. And he he said, scratch that lower-end part of the postponement threat. I lead towards them playing after a long wait. But but the postponement threat is legit. Okay. We got that news in here. Michael Dompier asked, maybe dumb question. I noticed that you set your primary and secondary percentage stacks equal. Is there any analysis there that you could share? When will you make those different? Well, I'm playing mostly the same size stacks. So really, it's not 24-24. It's like 48, right? Because I'm playing mostly four and threes. So like, do I care? If I'm playing all four fours, the secondary stack is the same thing. I mean, the secondary stack is the four. It's the same exact number. Three threes, it's the same exact number. I don't, the only time it would be different if it's like I'm playing four twos and I want more Braves two mans. I want more San Diego to me, you know, like if I'm going, let's say for the, for instance, for the Braves, if I was playing a lot more like four twos, three twos, I'd have the secondary stack on the Braves probably be higher than the primary stack. I'd probably do something like, like six and 18 or something like that, which means I don't want many of these four mans, but I want a lot more of the two mans like that. That would be the case where you do something like that. But most, but most of the time, I'm playing like even types, even numbers. At least for the first run, I don't even know. I have not even built any lineups yet. I probably have to build them quickly now. So I'm gonna build 50 lineups just to see what comes up. Maybe it's fine. I got to do this quickly. I, th- I thought I can only make 13 lineups. Why can't I only make 13 lineups? I think it's primarily because of the minimum salary. Yeah, some of these lineups can't even be made. Right, because I can't make. How do I? How do I make? How do I make the? How do I make Marlins Padres lineups? And I can't even spend all the money. So yeah, so we have to start. We have to start rolling this all the way down to like thirty-one thousand. And I don't care about salary, especially on a four-game slate. Acuna doesn't do anything. I mean, like high-priced guys, like you don't need all that money. Lynn gets shelled. Who cares? So now let me try fifty. Yeah, now it's go. Now right, of course that makes sense. This is what I mean. You got to run it and see. Okay, so you're getting tons of Lance Lynn, tons of Starling Marte. Take the combo summary. I'm getting so many White Sox. Yeah, but I mean, obviously I'm getting that because those are the teams that I'm playing. Okay, so I'm going to take a look at the ownership. Total pwn, high to low, 208. Right, I'm getting, yeah, this is a little too chalky. Even though Ian Anderson, tech, you know. Oh, I didn't put in pitcher ownership. Ah, I got to do that. I forgot about that. 
really. Not many pitchers are going to be owned. So let's put in Lance Lynn at 40. Right? He's going to be de facto. Put Ian Anderson, 30. Put Savali at 20. Or not even 10. Put Paddock at 20. Put Pineda at four, five. Put Rogers at two. Keller at two. Richards at two. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Take a look at this. I see Lou, a lot of, a lot of, okay. A lot of Acuna. Okay. Now I know that I have like 20% the Braves. So I'm going to go back up. I'm going to go to lineups. Do I want Starling Marte in like all of? Uh, do I want him as a one-off in so many lineups? Probably not. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cap him. I I, I got tons of I still got tons of Marlins, so I gotta have him in like 32 percent, something like that. Because I have like what I mean. Look look at this. How many Marlins? I have 48 percent Marlins. I got to play a bunch of them, right? So probably have to play like 36 percent of them, right? So most most of the caps could be around 36 percent. If I'm playing 48% of something, so 36 is doable, probably even more than that, or probably up to probably has to be 40. 40. But I could cap the the, the Braves. I only have 20% stacks. So I could cap those guys at like 24. 24. <coughs> Gary Cooper, 40. White Sox, I got a bunch of. They could be capped at 40. 40. Brian Anderson, that should be fine. <coughs> do I play all? Do I play all chalk? Lance Lynn. Well, I'm not playing many. I'm not playing many Braves, so I don't mind a lot of Lance Lynn compared to the other. But I mean, this is not, so let, let me put in sixty max just to see. But I'm going to be under on the on Ian Anderson. In fact, I could consider possibly just exiting him out in fifty lineups. And I'm playing tons of Marlins, so I know I'm exiting him out. Uh, so I just X him out and let's see what runs. I know this doesn't sound all that interesting on the podcast. If you're listening to the audio, come to YouTube, come watch this episode and see the lineup HQ in, in YouTube the podcast. People are like, Oh, this guy's mumbling. Okay. I got way too much. Louis Robert Grissom. I still get way too much. Anderson. Okay. These guys are good. Okay. Let's cut down on, I mean, White Sox, I still have plenty of whites. Right, I'm playing 48% White Sox. So Robert's got to be in a bunch. Let's see. Reload to make sure that the is the Indians lineup in. So make sure we're getting the actual. Yeah, Rosario's in. Okay, we're good. But I, now I got to put ownership on this. Where, where are we going? I'm pressing the wrong button. Come on. There you go. Two. Rosario, probably five. Yeah, good. Get something. Okay, let's go back to my lineups. Go back to the build. I have to cut down on Luis Robert, down to 40. Where is he in the order? Is he up in the order or is he down in the order? He's actually down in the order. Okay, I'm, I'm going to cap him at 30 then. So I get more of the other guys. 30 there. Brian Anderson to 30. Grissom to 40 because I'm playing plenty of Pirates. So probably have uh, Padres. Still getting a bunch of that, bunch of this. Okay, now I'm going to start looking at the ownership 250 do i want to play a 250 lineup like this look look how much look how owned this lineup is yeah white Sox, braves kind of mix 230 228 let's see okay got marlins there 180s 193s that isn't bad look pirates coming at 198 is there anything higher than 200 so maybe i want to cap it at 200 so just as a blunt tool, I'm just going to cap it at 200 ownership-wise. And I go to low. Anything that's completely Indians with Trevor Rogers. I'm playing Trevor Rogers today. Am I? No, I'll just exit out. Is that necessary? Lance Lynn. Let's see. Those look pretty good, right? Let's take a look at the fantasy points. This is me checking lineups 124. Okay, that's fine. 104. Yeah, down to down to these lineups. Pineda with yeah, this is do I want Madrigal not in a this is in a stack. This is a four four. 
I'm just checking lineups. That's all I'm doing, checking lineups. This is pretty good. This is not bad. Ramirez, three and six. Okay. Take a look at all positions. Do I have any weird, weird stuff in here? Jake Cave, Madrigal. Do I want Madrigal? Do I have Madrigal as a one-off somewhere that I don't want him? No, he doesn't show up as a one-off. I take a look at this. I'm not really getting many Pirates. I'm not getting Sano. Maybe I, in my twin stacks, I want a little bit more Sano. Like, look at Riley. Like, I'm barely getting any Riley. So maybe I bump up Riley to 10. And what that's gonna what that's gonna do is since I'm getting more Riley, it'll by by, by byproduct I'm gonna get less Okuna and Ozuna because it's gonna try to fill Riley in stacks more, right? I take a look at the stacks that I have. I go, I have a lot of White Sox stacks, but I don't look how much little Yerman Mercedes I have. Remember, I'm playing like 48 percent White Sox, and he's only in two lineups, so I'm gonna bump him up. So that's what I'm looking down here. Are there any stacks that I just don't have enough of that guy? Jazz Chisholm, do I have enough of him? I'm playing plenty of Marlins. So give give me more. Give me more Birdie also. I, I have enough Mankato. Okay, that's fine. I still be eating at 3,700 on FanDuel. I don't know how, I don't know why he's priced like that, but no one's going to play him. So I do that. And then let's see, do I need to set a low end? So low ownership. No, 102. No, I'm good. I'm good here. Oh, this is for Nick Madrigal. Let me look. Well, I'm not going to play Trevor Rogers. Now, these are just based on the ownership percentages I just put in. They were a guess. Enough of a guess. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Run it again. This is my act. I'm going to be playing these lineups. This isn't like by example. Like, I'm. Like, these are the 50 lineups I'm going to be putting in for 1220 on FanDuel. So I'm using the bat projections and my fake ownership projections. Okay, I'm not generating enough lineups. Okay, why is that? Let's take a look at the combo summary. Okay, I'm getting Miami. I, I should be getting a bunch of those. I should be getting a bunch of those. Four fours with Miami. The White Sox. Am I spending enough money? Like, that's the main, main problem. I may need more Lance Lynn just to spend the money, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what's what's happening. Let's put that up to 70 for Lance Lynn. Since I'm playing kind of off the board stuff, that's fine. I can play the chalk pitcher. Maybe play slightly more, go down on the four fours because they're very restricting those four fours. Go down on the four fours, go up on the four three ones. Maybe even go down to the, maybe go down even less. Probably on this slate, probably, probably even, yeah, probably 22. Go up to 40, 42, 44, 36. Yeah, maybe something like this. That should solve that problem a bit. Build lineups. There's a lot of teams I'm stacking are cheaper. Like the Marlins are cheap. It's like it's trying to, like, how am I not giving you Acuna in this lineup without spending the money? I mean, that's that's really what the lineup HQ is telling you. It's going, well, I want to spend, I want to put Lynn in there because that's he's the most highest priced pitcher. I mean, like it's trying to spend all your salary to get you the most amount of median fantasy points. So here you go. Got Cronenworth, Machado. Let's take a look at these. See, I got Ozuna. I got Acuna. I got stuff. Look at the bottom here. Tecupita Marcana. Should I have more of him? Should I have more Hosmer since I am playing the... Probably probably got to do this also. Tupacita Marcano. Grandal I don't have enough of. Let's see. JT Riddle is even just sitting there, not in a stack. So I probably have to put the OIS on him if I wanted to. Do I need 10% Mercana? Okay, probably about 8%. That's fine. Do I want to get nuts on that? Make sure I have enough Hosmer. So I'm playing the Padres, right? Does this all go together? Plenty Eaton. Getting Cruz and Polanco and a bunch of... Yeah, because I'm pushing down the, the expensive Braves. Okay, so let's do this. Okay. This looks. This doesn't look that bad. Delete all the builds. Luis Robert, Albies, anything on the bottom here? Dustin Fowler. Ugh. See, not in an okay season. A stack. He's okay. Oh, look at this. Look at this ugly lineup. It's a four-three-one with six-eight-two. Okay, it works. <laughs> like I said, that's what the projections go by. That's what they go by. I could X them out if I want. 
I could say, I don't want any Dustin Fowler. I could. Or Adam Frazier. Chad Wallach's in the lineup. Corey Dickerson. Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, this doesn't look that bad. I'd probably do a couple of couple of more. Well, Jorge Polanco is a one. This is probably a one-off. Am I getting Polanco one-offs? Polanco one-offs? Polanco one-offs. Do I want that many Polanco one-offs? Where's he? Where's he batting in the lineup? Polanco's batting second. Okay, that just have to make sure. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't play all of that. Twenty. Still got Braves in there. Still got stuff in there. Okay. Build it again. Probably going to go with this next run. Now, they can only build 25 lineups. How is that possible? Come on. Okay, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Let's put Polanco back. Where's Polanco? Let's unburden Polanco. Okay, there we go. Something with uh, something with positional eligibility that I'm doing. That's not allowing me to make lineups or the or the salaries. Something like that. Put him at 20. Turn this down even more. Total lineup ownership there. Any questions? So you go. Marte, Abreu, Albies, Grissom. Anyone? Okay, Albies is now coming up, which I don't mind that much as a one-off. Nelson Cruz. I got the Padres there. Got the Stallings there. Got okay, got some Pirates. Okay, this doesn't look that bad. So there, done. Literally, I will literally. Oh, whoops! Was this it? Did I get? Did I get the right one? Run it again. Delete other builds. Okay, I'm good. I'll literally. I'm literally. I'll show you. I'll literally do it. Do do do. Here we go. Copy. You can't see my Excel screen. You can't even see my Excel screens. Paste. Nope. Whoa! I didn't paste that in the right spot. Save and go to FanDuel. So you can see that. Here's my 50 lineups. Here you go. Entries upload. Edit 50 entries. That should be good. Reload that. Just to make sure. You always make sure. You never know. Some error. And there you go. There's my lineups. Done. I just showed you. This is exactly how it. There, I built 50 lineups for the FanDuel slate. Right? Was that magic? Did that seem like magic? Did that, did that seem hard to you? Right? And yes, I have Jake Cave in one lineup. I have Andres Jimenez in two lineups. Like, uh, that's what the projections are. But my strategic, based on what I believe ownership would be, is that I think Boston and Minnesota are going over-owned. I think Atlanta is going to be super chalky. I mean, rightfully so on FanDuel. I think the under-owned, the leverage plays, under-owned stacks are going to be the White Sox, the Padres, and the Marlins. Cleveland would be, I mean, the best leverage because Lim's going to be the most popular popular starting pitcher, but who else are you going to play pitcher then? So, like, if I already decided, if I'm playing the Marlins and the White Sox, if I'm playing, if I'm not playing that many Braves, then I'll play the chalk pitcher, right? So... How much Indians do I need? Maybe zero. Maybe I don't play any of them, but I, it's four games late. I'm going to have a little bit of everything. So you get, there you go. I decided, obviously, on less correlated stacks because it's a smaller slate. So less four fours, more four threes, three threes. I could have made four twos. Then it would have been a little bit more complicated to get these two, two stacks right because then I have to change some of the secondary stack stuff. But there, that's how you lose lineup HQ. I made a decision on teams. I ran a whole bunch of times. You saw, I didn't just put in a bunch of numbers and just run this once. Like, what does it give me? What is it, you know, how many percentage of this stack do I have? And how much do I want of that in, if I have 48%, where do I cap? Where do I put the minimums? Because I'm not getting enough of someone that should be in more of my stacks, right? And there you go. Build 50 lineups. Let's see what hits. Done. Let's hold on for a second. Boop. Change something on DraftKings since that locks in a minute. But that's it. You're done. People are saying to delete this video. And someone's saying that this is boring as hell. Does I, does he ever get to the point? This is the point. If you don't understand it, that this is the point, this is the point. So there, I've told you. Like this, 
tonight for the seven o'clock slate, I will build lineups pretty much the same way. Other than the fact that obviously ownership projections will be run. So I don't have to like put in these numbers, but a lot of times I'm using this as a blunt tool going, do I want lineups that are this chalky? Maybe not. So I may have curled, curtailed this lineup more. It couldn't give me better lineups than this. I don't know. I could be wrong on this ownership. Who knows? I just guessed. And I just had to guess relatively. I don't need to be exact on this because all I'm doing is comparing like the cumulative. I'm just like, I'd like if I play a lineup that has, let's see, where's uh, like this lineup isn't even that good. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of this lineup, even though I played it. <laughs> right. Cause it's just too, too chalky. Right. It's just, it's bits and pieces though. It's a three, it's a three, three. What the hell is this? Even getting the right lineups. Here's a three three. Yeah, this first lineup sucked. Here's a three three. Three three one. Albies, Riley, Abreu. Yeah, this is a little bit too chalky, right? Just it couldn't give me. It couldn't give me any more lineups the way that I have have everything set. So you go. That's the process. This is how you use. I'm using the projections. So like all remember these projections. The, 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 the players, all that work's been done for you. They're already numbers. So it's like, oh, do you, is this guy going to hit lefties versus like, that's already done for you. All that matters is what do I think the field's going to do and how do I exploit that? How do I leverage that? That's it. That's all it is. Look at the projections. Oh, I think Boston, based on the bats projections, I think Boston and Minnesota are going to be higher on than they should be. So it doesn't mean I don't play them on a four-game slate. But I'll probably be under. I'll probably more likely have them as one-offs, that type of stuff. Now on a 12-game slate, I may just X them. I just may just X them out, right? If I'm building 100 lineups on a 12-game slate, I may just say, no, I'm just not going to play either of them at all. Maybe I play the pitchers. On a four-game slate, I could play play everyone, right? Yeah, maybe the Pirates get there, and I have three lineups that have the Pirates. And okay. Let's see if that happens. According to the projections, there's a certain percentage of the time that'll happen. So give me that certain percentage of that. So that's it. So people will look. People will look at my lineups or whatever. Go to my lineups. They'll look. They'll go, what made you choose to, to play Josh Naylor? And then like, they'll look at one of my lineups. Right? It's like, oh, this Marlins. Like, look, this leaves, this leaves 3,500 on the table. It's a three-man Indians, a three-man Marlins, Abreu and Albies as one-offs, and Pineda as the pitcher. And it'd be like, what made you play that? It's like it fit the parameters of what I was playing, right? This lineup is a heavy leverage. This is a heavy leverage lineup. It doesn't have it doesn't have Acuna, it doesn't have Ozuna, but it, I could play Abreu in this lineup as chalk, right? This probably is a little bit even, maybe even a little bit too contrarian. Now I'm playing large field GPPs, so. I don't mind getting a little too contrarian, but this 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 is pretty contrarian, right? Same for this lineup, right? Josh Naylor's in this lineup, right? Because I'm stacking against Lynn, right? So I'm getting leverage there. I'm playing Pineda, right? Not playing the Braves, playing Birdie as a one-off just out of nowhere, right? These are just heavy. These are heavy leverage lineups. But if they get there, it'd be like, what made you choose to do that? Nothing made me choose nothing. How did you, how did you, why did you play birdie as a one-off? Because he fit. Like the answers aren't like sport related. It's because mathematically they, mathematically it went along with whatever my, my lineup construction strategy was. That's it. Just a number. It's not John birdie. It's just some dude that has a 7.92 median projection with 3% ownership. That's it. Other than that, I don't know that if I, if I trust the model, the numbers are going to be that those are the numbers. There you go. That's it. You could do this with one lineup. You could do this with three lineups. You could do this with five lineups. You could do with whatever lineups. If I was playing one lineup today, I would fade, probably fade the Braves on FanDuel. I'd probably play some type of Marlins Padres type of thing. I'd do four, three, something like that. Stack against Anderson, because it'll be somewhat owned for leverage. Fade the Braves. And there you go. Like there, there, there's that's the that's the number one strategic choice of my player pool. Of my my lineups, still play Lance Lynn, play Chalk Lynn with uh, Marlins four man, 
uh, Padres three man and some one off or something. A Bray was a one off or something. That's that's the most amount of lineups I have. I mean, take a look at my lineups. That's that's what a lot of my lineups look like. So if you wanted to do one or three lineups, that's what you'd do. That if I was me, that's the same representation of what I'm doing right here. You're building five lineups, build more of those types. Oh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna add this 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 stack and this combination. Now if, the, if the Braves go off and, hit and have 12 runs, then then I lose. Then I go into tomorrow. The 40% don't stack wins, then whatever. It is what it is. So I hope you got something out of it. Went a, went a little long, went up to lock. But uh, FanDuel locked in four minutes, so feel free. Feel free. Copy the lineups. Here, here. I'll scroll down. See, see if you can copy the lineups. I'm not saying these are even good lineups. Who knows? Right? Well, oh, did you copy that all? Copy my lineups? Did you duplicate me? Okay, whatever. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit that thumbs up on your way out the door. For keeping my apple juice cold. If you don't understand why this was useful to you, then I don't know how you're ever going to get good at DFS. But I hope that the people that understand that I just showed you how to use a tool and how to use projections and just how to build good lineups. And I'm not saying all my lineups are good. I kind of rush this a little, right? I kind of just have, I mean, obviously I, I had to fill in my own ownership. But you see the process of how to do it. So some of these lineups, I'd be like, okay, this doesn't make, this is too chalky. Right. Or that or there's a one-off here that I don't like. Should, do I want John Birdie as a one-off? Maybe not. So maybe I end up hitting the OIS button and running it again. So I could hit, I could run these 50 lineups like 50 different times till I get, okay, this lineup makes sense. This lineup makes sense. These lineups make sense. Okay. I got Ozuna and Okuni in here, but I got Jose Ramirez's leverage off a of Lynn. I got Paddock. I got, I got, I still got the, the Braves in here, but I still, you know, this is, this is still a little chalky. So it's still the four man twins and three Braves. So yeah, this is still probably a little too chalky. Like I wouldn't even consider this to be that great of a lineup. Right. So I would try to cut out some of these chalkier lineups. So like one, two, three, four, like these top five, four lineups, not a big fan of. They project well. Sure. I don't know if they have enough leverage for a large field GPP on FanDuel. That's what I do. So there, there's the process. There you go. Get good projections and just build good lineups. It's not complicated. Understand the context of the slate, four-game slate versus 12-game slate versus a core slate versus there's three teams with seven-plus implied totals and that teams that are underpriced, the guy that's 2K for no apparent reason. Like, it all affects everything. So you have to be able to, to judge that every single day and go, do I want this? Do I want that? What is the field going to do? What are people with optimizers that don't know what they're doing going to do? Some guys at 2K and end up being 80% on because people just press the build button and it just happens. Like you have to factor in everything. So there you go. I hope, I hope it helps. I only did it today because I had to build lineups for my own lineups for FanDuel for 12-20. So I figured last night, I'm like, I had a great idea. I'll just do it on the show. I'll just do it on the show. Just do it. Do it on the show and see... And you'll see, it's not rocket science to play DFS. Especially when 95% of the work is done for you. So you build good lineups and you move on with your day. You move on with your day. And that's what I'm going to be doing. Moving on with my day. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Grinders Live coming up later today for NBA and MLB. And I'll be back tomorrow. Right? So I'm here every morning, every morning, 11 a.m. Eastern for the DFS pregame show here on rotogrinders.com.